Are you a victim crippled by the minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind? Or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to another episode of the Minotaur's Maze. And this is the second special episode where I'm going to be in conversation with Ben Byrne. Um, the first conversation we had a few weeks ago was about general stuff, which is not normal. So spirituality, religion, um, alien stuff, consciousness and that kind of thing. Um, and these conversations, there's no particular purpose other than just to discuss these interesting things. Um, this episode two on on similar topics um, and yeah Ben you want to say hello <laughs> hello <laughs> Great. thanks for having me on again again yeah, no worries so um, obviously you've transitioned into uh, well, I don't know if, if you've quite transitioned but you do talk a lot more about the mindset stuff yeah. um, so I suppose the starting point would be you know what got you interested in mindset and what was it that made you realize the importance of mindset? Yeah. You know, it, mindset for me, I guess, started like 10 years ago, over 10 years. I'm almost about to turn 33 this month. Seems like super old to me, but when I was like 20, you know, that's yeah, when I'm I kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's when I, uh, I started getting it, like reading books, like about spirituality and kind of broadening my mindset and then got into self-development after that but what are like what i'm doing right now in the group i do like these mindset monday talks and i started doing them because when we started coaching people in business mm -hmm. i noticed you can take two people who are very similar very similar offers very similar markets very similar backgrounds one of them will get really fast results and then the other one won't they'll, they'll constantly run into roadblocks and hurdles and we're like, what's going on? And I, I was like, it must be something deeper because back then we were just teaching purely tactics. You know, it's like, oh, you just got to do this. Then do step one, step two, step three, you know? And then this kept happening. So that's what really, you know, led me to start teaching on mindset stuff. It's had a big difference. Okay, so personally, for you, was there any event in your life personally where, where mindset was an issue or you saw the power of mindset, uh, which got results for yourself? Yeah, for sure. You know, the, I think back to even when I was like freelance copywriting, uh, I was the type of person who was completely against any kind of like woo-woo stuff even though I've been studying like spirituality and all this crazy stuff for years at the same time, I thought that was, that was different than business. It's like business is pure tactics, you know? So that's what I would study and I, that's what I'd be interested in. And then I remember hiring one of my first mentors and they're like, well, you, you have people who are either pure tactics, you know, it's kind of like a seesaw on one, on one side, they're pure tactics or you have people who are pure, like, law of attraction or pure this if i just meditate and visualize a million dollars it's going to come to me right and, and but the, the secret is you not picking one side but being using both because if you're taking action and you're doing the right things uh and you combine that with a mindset it's just it's like adding like gasoline to the fuel you know a lot of people they can do all the right stuff like me i was i was you know like I was landing clients and was relatively successful, but I was still had all these underlying issues, like afraid to charge high prices. And am I really like this imposter syndrome people talk about and just overall weird confidence issues, you know, and it helped me a lot. Um, so did, did you take any specific steps to develop your mindset? You know, I'm sure you obviously had a mentor, uh, but did you yeah. do any meditational practices yourself then or you know were there any specific authors or books which helped you yeah so some steps that i did i i i remember one which i thought was like really weird you know it was with affirmations and 
I kind of have mixed feelings on affirmations, especially back I, back then. I was like, affirmations are woo woo garbage, <laughs> right? I thought it an affirmation is simply you going, uh, "I am a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire." Right? It's like self. It's just like lying to yourself enough that maybe you believe it, and I don't know. But anyway, I I had this big list of like a hundred affirmations and so the instructions. You read them first thing in the morning and right before bed out loud. And I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and I remember the first time I did it, I was, I, this is like, looking back, it seems sad, but my girlfriend just moved out. She was like sick of me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was living with a cat. And I was like, this sucks. Anyway, here I am reading these affirmations out, out loud. And my cat was like looking at me like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, you're an idiot. And I felt like an idiot. And, uh, so I, I, read, I read out loud like a hundred affirmations, which they're all based on, they have like the same formula. It's not like I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. It's like, I am blank and this makes me feel blank. Like I am, I'm always <laughs> focused and this makes me feel successful or something like that. You know, so it's kind of combining two things. And when you, I, I noticed when I went to sleep that night, I, um, like when, as soon as I laid down, it felt like a, a charge in my chest, you know, like it was like, it was like electricity. Was like, it felt really, really weird. And I had no idea what was going on. And uh, I, I kept that up for like a full month straight. And it was like a, I was like a completely different person. Oh, okay. So, so basically a hundred affirmations in the morning and a hundred affirmations before you went to sleep. Yeah. I think a big part of it is like, setting like in business and in sales you want to have like an even state you know like if you have one day where you're feeling like crap one day where you're feeling amazing that's no good you want to have at least maybe you don't feel amazing every day but at least you're you're you have a, a, a feeling this you know a constant to you yeah mm -hmm. um so it's like you anchor in your morning with positivity like gratitude even something small like gratitude something to teach our clients you know uh, I think Tony Robbins says it's impossible to feel fear or anxiety and stuff in gratitude at the same time. And uh, it's powerful, you know? So do you have a, but anyway, a yeah. morning routine then now? Or what, what do you do now? What do you do now? Or, you know, you, earlier you mentioned you saw the difference between your clients. What were some of the more successful clients doing? Um, and what were the not so successful ones doing or not doing? Yeah, you know, like one thing, like we we teach a lot about their kind of like money beliefs. And I've noticed depending on someone's background, they have all kinds of weird beliefs about money. For example, we have this, this client named Deepak. Uh, as you would guess from his name, he's an Indian family, you know, and I think maybe he's like first generation. He's, he's Canadian, but uh, he had all these like, strange beliefs about money he's never sold anything before when he joined our program right and he's like always been a government employee he's like i want to start a business I, I remember when i was on a sales call with him and he was like giving me all these weird objections it's like can you do it like we charge him us dollars he's like can you do it in canadian and can you like give me all these weird deals he's just trying to like barter with me <laughs> and i'm like no and uh he's like if that's how you make decisions like probably not a good fit and he's like oh wait no and anyway he ended up becoming a client we kind of unraveled all this stuff this you know all these weird beliefs i had for money and how you can't spend money and all, all this fear around it really and then his first client he went out and it was he got like a twenty eight thousand dollar deal his first deal was 20 <laughs> his yeah we're like wait what <laughs> and now now if you meet him he's like a total shark like <laughs> he's like a different person um, but he's a great guy. Uh, shout out to Deepak. Great. Uh, if you want to make it a podcast, actually, he helps people with that. Okay. So let's just unravel. So what did you do to unravel it? Or, you know, what, what was there a specific technique? Was there a, a process like the affirmations? What, what changed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of it. So there's the affirmations for sure. Um, I think getting people, for one, around <clears throat> people who think bigger, you know, um, if the only people you associate with 
are like, they, they don't spend money on anything. They all work nine to fives. Never even thought of owning a business. You, you, you've probably heard like, oh, you're the average of the five people you spend time with. Honestly, I think the biggest thing is spending time with people who are doing, thinking bigger, doing bigger things. And like that osmosis effect is a big part of it. You know, as like, if, if someone's listening to this one and saying, well, I don't have that. Well, you can start with the affirmations. Honestly, like, we, we need like a, a little vision board thing, which would basically, most people have a vision board and they put down um, like stuff they want, you know, like a car or a big fancy mansion or maybe a yacht or something. And I think that's cool, but I, I put people on there that I would like to have some of their character traits, you know, like maybe it's like Albert Einstein or maybe it's, um, who I like Ben Franklin or maybe it's Tony Robbins or maybe it's Jeff Bezos, you know, yeah. Warren Buffett. And yeah. there's, there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously I, I don't know. Did you spend much time with mind Valley or, or any of their self-improvement programs and, and stuff like that? No, not really. Okay, so they've, they've obviously, you know, they're an online coaching kind of platform and, and they've got obviously quite big. Um, yeah. and a lot of their material is it's to do with the law of attraction, visualizations, um, affirmations, but there's the, the people that they have are people that have got some science, you know, behind it. So it's not just, yeah. you know, people coming randomly. Um, and, you know, They've got so many different type of guests, but I, I did take one of their programs. I mean, it was called, um, what was it called? Lifebook, Lifebook Online. Um, and basically, they set out 12 different categories in your life um, and, and that you need to focus on. So I think I'll just read it for you. So, you know, the first category was health and fitness. And then the second was intellectual, emotional, character, spiritual, love relationships, parenting, social, financial, career quality of life and then your life vision um, and then they'd go yeah. into each topic saying you need to break down your beliefs for this you know what are your current beliefs what do you want them to be uh, and right. then your affirmations were specific to that category um, and then you know you put the you, you, basically the concept was to create a life book so you'd have a physical book where you put these aff affirmations but you then also put pictures as part hmm. of the uh, the book, so it gives you the visual stimulate the stimulation as well as the the written words. Um, so it just makes you it makes it easy for you to visualize the future self that you want you know of yourself to be. So it's it's not as generic. I think you know earlier when you said I want to be a millionaire, I want this. That's yeah. all good and well, but I think it's just way too generic, and it's not going to work because one, it's generic, and secondly, a lot of these people have been influenced by you know the the book The Secret which right. that's a book that, you know, it makes you feel good. You read it, you feel good, you feel positive, but it doesn't actually give you any practical steps and, and they miss out the most important part, which is action. Like you could sit there all day long and, and you know, have all these visualizations and, and affirmations, but if you are not going to take any action towards it, it's not going to change. Nothing's going to happen. So, you know, mm. it's, it's uh, you know, visualizations are great, but the whole point of them is to, you know, uh, install the belief into your system um, because once you've got the belief and the conviction and then you follow up with action, that's when you get results. The people that don't get results are those that either don't have the belief and they don't have the conviction and they're just hoping for something to happen. Um, yeah. Whereas the ones that get things done, even though they might not be aware or they, you know, the, the outcome is uncertain or unknown, they still have the belief and the conviction that they're going to get it done because of the daily actions that they're taking. Um, and I think that's that's a big part of, of, you know, the law of attraction, why it works for some people and why it doesn't work for others. Um, I suppose another thing that I've noticed with a lot of people is, you know, they want to be a millionaire or, or whatnot, but they don't know how to get there. And then they spend way too much time focusing on, on the how. Um, and then they confuse themselves. So they'll start a business one day, whether it's copywriting, next day it will be SEO. And, and I say it there, but this was me for a while as well. So, you know, it's, right. you start on one path. Uh, obviously, you've got the goal to be rich and, and, and all, the, all the other stuff. But then you get so 
focused and bogged down by the how. Um, and then you think, well, do I want to do this? And do I want to do that? And then you obviously you get influenced by the online world where everyone's telling you to find your passion and this and that. And then you start questioning, is this really my passion? Is this really what I want to do? Um, which again, it's another false God because no matter what you do, even if it's the greatest thing on the planet, it's going to require a level of work which you're not going to enjoy doing. And, and you still have to get through that. Um, I think a, a lot of, I mean, from the people that I speak to, a lot of the problems they're facing is that they think when they find their passion, they're going to love every minute of their life. And it's, it's just not like that, you know. Um, you or their still, purpose. You are still going to come across challenges and, and problems. Yeah. And, you know, the whole point of being an entrepreneur is to solve problems. People think that, you know, they want to leave the nine to five um, because they've got issues and then, you know, they're going to become an entrepreneur. They're going to be free and they're going to have no problems. It's the opposite. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have a lot more problems and, and the richer you get or the more money you make, it's not less problems, it's different problems. Um, and, you know, if you're not prepared for the problems, if you're not prepared for responsibilities, then, you know, it's something you want to really consider whether you want to go down that route. But again, in helping you to go down that route, you need to have obviously the visualizations, the affirmations and work on the mindset because, you are going to come across many problems and they're going to be different problems. And unlike the nine to five or the school system where you've got a teacher or a boss guiding you or telling you what to do in entrepreneurship, you're not really going to have that. Uh, obviously you can get coaches and, and, and that obviously helps a lot. Um, but still you're going to be second guessing. You're going to be doubting. And that's where the power of the affirmations and the visualizations yeah. come through because they, they guide you to that goal that you're trying to get. Whereas when you're in the middle, you know, you're going to think, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Or it's not working. It's not working. And then you have your panic attack and then you start something new. Um, yeah. You said something I think is really important. It's a really important part of it. Uh, and there has to be when you're, it's like, once you have your affirmations or your visualization, there has to be like an element of faith. It's like, okay, if I just go, I, I do this plan. If I do this every single day, I'm going to get the result. And there's a lot of people out there who would be like, let's say you get really successful and they come up to you and like, oh, you're so lucky or, you know, it's like, it's like the same thing as if you go to the gym, you're like you never went to the gym before. Let's imagine this. And you're like, if I just work out and I eat right, I'm going to get in better shape. But everyone knows the first like six weeks, it looks like nothing has changed. Right. So it's almost like the same element of faith. And that is, it's going to work if you do the process. Uh, there's that. And the other thing I want to touch on really quick, I, I just literally just made a video about this yesterday in, in my group. But um, when it comes to the law of attraction stuff, uh, <clears throat> we can go off on a really big tangent here, but there's a lot of subconscious things. Like I, I, I talk about it, like when we're, when we're little kids, you come into the world. And you're, you're trying to figure everything out. Maybe up to the age of five or seven, we create this, what I would call a core identity, right? It's built of all these little beliefs, kind of like a, a wheel, you know, uh, every little spoke has a different belief attached to it. And then we get these, we could get, this is what kind of throws people off because you could get something like your parents saying, oh, money is the root of all evil. Or, you know, like an example I gave is, uh, maybe you were given chores to do or something, something like this. And you didn't do them as a kid one time and <laughs> you got in trouble. And when you're a kid, everything's such a big deal. You're like, Oh my God, I'm a bad person. Like I didn't do my chores. I deserve to be punished. And then this gets filed away in the memory banks in the subconscious. And then when you're older, maybe you're in your twenties or thirties or whatever. And you're like, okay, time to be successful time to, time to go out and make money. And then, um, you know, you keep sabotaging yourself. Maybe you don't do the work or all these weird things come up and consciously you're like, I want to be successful, but the results you're getting, you know, you're like, how come I'm not, it's not working for me. But the point is your subconscious programming is like, Hey, if, if I'm a bad person <laughs> based on this random, super stupid incident, you know, you, like you're basically executing that program. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I think um, a lot more people need to study this field, especially, you know, the, the subconscious mind and the programming, the, the conditioning. And, you know, I mean, I could go on, on this all day and, you know, I do swing more towards the conspiracy theorists than, than, than normal people. But, you know, programming <laughs> is a thing. Conditioning is a thing. And, you know, just to give you a of very course, pra- yeah. practical example, you know, um, our generation, you know, the millennials, you know, we grew up and you talk about the first seven years of life and, you know, I'm talking about primary school here, you know, we grew up where we got told to be scared shitless of strangers. Like don't talk to strangers. Don't yeah. talk to people you don't know. People are out there to, to destroy you. They're out to get you. And, and I specifically remember to this day, I remember, you know, one of the videos they showed up, you know, they used to roll in one of them, uh, where you had the big monitor box TV and the videotape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they put that in. And then I, I, I still remember this the image of a girl walking down the street, a car pulls up, pulls out uh, a bag of sweets, the girl goes to it, and then they, they grab the... Got her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and off they go. And, you know, this is the programming and the images they're putting into children's yeah. minds. Now, that might be innocent in nature because they're doing it because obviously they want to protect children. But ultimately, there's approximately, what, 7 billion people on the planet and, and the likelihood of any of us getting to know more than 1%, it's not going to happen. We're not going to get to know 1% of the world's population. So effectively, what we're being programmed is that 7 billion people on this planet are strangers and they're out to get you, which is yeah. not the case. The majority <laughs> of the people on the planet are good people. They're kind people. They will help you. Um, but we were installed with this programming that you know strangers don't talk to people, don't talk to strangers. Um, and one of the biggest struggles, and I know this is for a fact that our generation, and I've suffered with this myself, is in business, you have to talk to strangers because that's how you win business. But if yeah, you're yeah, one that strangers are bad, and, and, and you know, this is why so many people are afraid of cold calls today, they're afraid of cold approach because their whole programming is strangers are bad, bad things will happen if you approach, you know, strangers. Um, and Consciously, they might be like, you know, I, I need to make cold calls. I want to do it. I want to do it. But then their subconscious programming, without them even realizing yeah. it, overrides the conscious programming. And then when they get on the phone or they try to get on the phone, they panic and they they don't do it and they make an, an excuse. And this is what people realize: where when you have a subconscious problem, the problem isn't going to come out. You're going to make an excuse as to why you didn't fulfill that action. Yeah, um, exactly. And you know, this is why you got to. Obviously, a lot of the problems that people face today is because of some kind of trauma or conditioning from childhood. Um, and it's not it's going to manifest itself in, in different ways. This is why you've got to do the deep work on yourself. And, you know, obviously, this is NLP, hypnotherapy. That's kind of uh, famous and whatnot. But you have to heal internally and find out what damage was done to you in your childhood. And it, it might not have been done to you directly. You might have just seen it. Um, and, 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 and that's... Well, when you're a kid, just touch on that. You know what is trauma it's something that's overwhelming so uh, you if you're listening to this you might be able to relate or even you you know have you ever been remember being a little kid maybe in a mall or a grocery store and couldn't find your parents you're like mom mom yes. i remember that that's that's traumatic as a little kid as yeah, an adult you're like oh you just couldn't find your parents the, that reaffirms the um you know the the program is it strangers are bad you know don't talk yeah. to them. then once yeah. you get lost and you face that panic, that panic is real, that fear is real. And, and it yeah. basically strengthens that program in that, you know, you need to, you need somebody there to protect you, you need somebody to mollycoddle you, basically. And, right. and if there's one criticism of millennials, it's that they haven't got past the stage of needing validation, of needing permission, of needing somebody to, to guide them through life. Um, yeah. And I think that a large part of that comes down to the program. And, you know, whilst we're on the topic of... Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. So all I'm saying is obviously one of the things that we know is the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between reality and uh fantasy. Memory. Uh, fantasy yeah, memory, fantasy. So yeah. one of the reasons why affirmations work is because your subconscious mind can't tell the difference. So if you have a really vivid visualization and you do it long enough time, your subconscious mind is gonna accept that as as real. But, mm. you know, a lot of the uh, the mindset people, they talk about this, okay, fine, great. But what they don't talk about is the opposite. If the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between reality and fantasy, and you're a kid and you're watching all these movies where people are murdering others and people are getting killed, what you're effectively doing is subjecting your subconscious mind to trauma, which you're not experiencing yourself, but your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between 
reality and fantasy and 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 then it's feeling that that trauma is is real so effectively by watching a lot of the violence and the the media and, and the films we've subjected ourselves to trauma without realizing it and our subconscious mind has not been able to discern the difference um, and you know this is yeah. you know you don't have to face that trauma directly but your subconscious mind will have face trauma without you even realizing that you you've had a traumatic experience mm, yeah that's interesting it's probably even crazier now with uh, all the video games we have you know call of duties and stuff exactly and then and the news to go with it so you know and the news yeah it's going to your subconscious mind and you've got the news which is conf- confirming on the conscious mind you know all the especially now on social media half of these images obviously there's a lot of bad stuff happening around the world but some of these images they're they're fake and you know you've got all these war-torn images and even on whatsapp now people are just sending you videos and images of, of just this constant negativity and eventually you 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 face that enough times you're going to traumatize yourself and, and this is why, you know, there's a lot of anxiety and panic and depression and stress. Um, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Obviously, you are the five people you surround yourself with. Uh, you are also what you consume. And if you're constantly consuming negativity, traumatic experiences, violence, you're going to start feeling in those negative states. Mm. Yeah, I've always been interested in psychology. You know, I, I briefly took it in university before I dropped out. And uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, what's wrong with me. But, uh, you know, most people are focused on the negative. And I think maybe that's what drew me into the whole spirituality is like, what is the opposite, you know, like, what is, the, you know, the, the super positive end of psychology, the people who are geniuses, the people who are enlightened or whatever, you know, I think that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about the trauma. Th- that whole talking to strangers, don't talk to strangers thing is such a good example of that because um, I know my business partner, Ryan, he said he used to cold calling and it would be so painful every morning he'd have to drink a beer in the office. <laughs> and for me, I, I, my very first door I knocked on when I was doing door-to-door sales was uh, it's this tiny little kid answered the door. And I was like, uh, 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 your parents <laughs> home? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, bye. And I like almost ran away. <laughs> like it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's probably from that programming, right? Exactly. And just a really quick exercise someone could do, you know, really quick, take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. We have this part of ourselves, a song, unconscious, Carl Jung called it the shadow. And if you ask it these negative questions, the opposite of law of attraction stuff, hey, why do I deserve to be punished? Why am I a bad person? Why, why don't, why am I not deserving of my parents' love? Why am I not enough? And you wait and if something gives you an answer it, it brings awareness to some of these weird beliefs because a lot yeah. of times people can if you start questioning these core identities like money maybe it actually is good that means everything else in that core identity is could potentially be wrong too and that could really free people up um but anyway with that said uh that exercise it's, it's eye-opening yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, come, I came across something similar in, um, so there's a book by Dr. Nathaniel Brandon, um, and it's the six pillars of self-esteem. And he talks yeah. about how to raise your self-esteem. And, and then in that book, he actually, this is what he used to do to his elderly patients as well. And um, it goes through these exercises where the first part of the sentence is already done for you. So I have a belief in whatever. So the first part is done. And then without thinking, you have to finish that sentence five times whatever comes to mind it doesn't matter what comes to mind you just have to finish that sentence five times so you know say for example i am scared because and then you write whatever you write whatever five times uh whatever comes to mind it doesn't matter if it's right wrong you just do it without thinking but if you think then you've already lost so um you do that the first day you do it the second day i think you do it for a week and and then you just look at the answers and then that uncovers some of the issues because you're obviously not thinking and it's just coming out and then you work through i think he's got a whole program about it so it's kind of similar to what you're doing but yeah obviously ex- i haven't done it myself but i can see how exercises like that would be would be powerful and you know what a lot of people don't realize is you know when we talk about the sub it's called the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind is because you're not aware of it so you know yeah. you're not aware of what your actual actual beliefs are what your conditioning and your programming is um and you know just because you're you consciously say something doesn't mean that that's what your subconscious also believes 
Uh, and this is why a lot of people, you know, they say they're going to do one thing, but then they do something else or they can't get around to doing it is because something that they're unaware of is stopping them from taking the action that they they need. I mean, obviously yeah. for some people, there's just laziness and procrastination, but for other people, it's a, it's a deep fear. And, you know, fear of failure is obviously brandished around a lot, but it can be a lot deeper than that. You know, it could be a fear of success. Yeah. You know, okay. Can I tell you a quick story about this? Of course, of course. I've studied this up a lot. You know, yeah. my, um, um, my dad, well, he passed away last year, but um, when he was, I think when he was 17, he, his mom, like he had a big family and uh, for whatever reason, they lost their house and they had to like move out, right. Move into an apartment, him and his little sister and his mom. And anyway, he, like he had a rough early life. He's homeless for a while. He hitchhiked across Canada. He had, he had a crazy life actually he started businesses and all sorts of cool stuff. But uh, he, he, uh, his wife was into energy healing, you know, uh, Reiki and that stuff. And he, we got like a, an energy healing thing from one of her friends. And she was, she, I, apparently there's this part, part of the back of your head where your neck meets your head. And apparently that's where you, you hold trauma. And this woman was, was uh, like massaging or something there or doing whatever they do. And she said, you know, it's not your fault that, um, you guys lost your house when you were a kid, right? And he was like, what? And he, my dad actually got really mad at, at his wife. He's like, why did you tell her about that? So she's like, I didn't tell her anything about, about you know. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, if you study like Chinese medicine, the or, various organs are related to various um, emotions, right? So like, for example, he, he had kidney uh, failure. And I think the kidneys are related to like fear, you know? So it's like, if, um, or like, like the heart is anger, the lungs, I think are sadness, um, so on and so forth. Right. So, you know, if, if you think in your subconscious, like maybe for example, what are you really afraid of? Is there something that you're, you're not consciously afraid of, but maybe you have bad dreams about it all the time. Like for him, it was always being homeless again, even though mm-hmm. you know, plenty of money and it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something in the background that's, like another program that's running on your computer, which is basically, you know, creating havoc for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it make, makes makes absolute sense. Um, and yeah, I mean, t- touching upon that, obviously, I, I I remember coming across it. I didn't read too much into it, but um, you know, some of these not normal uh, books that I used to read. But there was something called you know the the human atmosphere. Um, yeah. And you know, there's you know your your body, obviously emits energy but some people can see the color around you um yeah. and and the the color around you you know they can tell whether you're you're ill or or whether you're you're, you're perfectly healthy and they can just tell by the, the the color surrounding you know the atmosphere surrounding your body um and i mean i don't know obviously if it's true or not but some of them claim that they could tell by looking at a certain color towards a certain point of their body and um uh, be able to see whether they've got a problem in that area of, the, of their body. So it's, it's just interesting. Obviously, it yeah. goes back to that theme that we talked about last time, which is everything is is energy, um, and it's just a different form of energy, um, which is what mindset is. You know, a subconscious mind is energy, conscious mind is energy. What you're putting in there, affirmations, yeah. visualizations, it's energy. Uh, that's positive energy. Obviously, the the, the violence, the, the the negative news, that's negative energy. So you know, ultimately you as a human being, you're a processing machine. If you're constantly putting in negative energy, which is negative news sources, negative stories, negative people, negative environment, the output, you know, you're going to process that and then the output is going to be negative. And then the same is true for the for the opposite, which is why obviously the, the, the popular thing is that, you know, surround yourself by five people and whoever you surround yourself with, you're going to be more like them. That's because now your environment is, you know, um, what, what they put in and it goes back down to the psychological principle of conformity as well so you know you're going to conform mm-hmm. to the majority I mean you know but the, everybody likes to say I'm not going to conform I'm not going to conform but 
we all do it, uh, whether we do it subconsciously or consciously, it doesn't really matter. You are going to conform to whichever group you're in um, because that's just human nature. And so this is why it's important to obviously surround yourself with the right people, but it's also why it's so difficult to break out of that environment because the majority are conditioned to be a certain way. We, we were all conditioned to yeah. go. We were all conditioned that, you know, we need to get a degree and, and get a professional job. Get a safe never, job. And, yeah, yeah. A business, it was get a job, get a job, yeah. so then work you up the corporate ladder. And, and that was, you know, we'll take this. security. But, you know, you talked about it earlier with, with the uh, the law of, attraction of, law of attraction so that you need faith. Well, even with the university degree, you still needed faith. There was no guarantee that you were going to get a job after you got the degree. Um, but it was easier to have that faith because of conformity, because of social norms, because everybody was doing it, um, which is why a lot of people struggle with business because when you have faith in that side, you don't have that same support structure. Um, yeah. Obviously goes back to why it's important to have obviously coaches, mentors, groups, accountability groups and of like-minded people. Um, but before that, again, it comes down to being clear and having clarity on what exactly you want to do. Um, because I think for a lot yeah. of people, the reason the law of attraction doesn't work is because they can't get clear on, on the how uh, which I explained earlier. So, you know, or the what, or the what yeah. it's like they change what they want every five seconds. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, obviously if you've been in a system where you've been told what to do, how to do, and you got feedback, it's, it's natural. Cause you know, that I've said this before that feedback loop, like, you know, I was really, I was a geek at school. So I did really well from, from primary school all the way up to university. So, and, and that programming was literally, I, did a piece of work or I got told what to do I did it better than everybody else and then I got feedback which was well done yeah. that's extra and you know that went on for the first 15 16 years of of my life so that programming is deep you know it's not something that you can unravel easily you know that, that takes a lot of work and, and that's a programming that a lot of people went through and they think they're going to take one mindset course or they're going to read one mindset book and everything's going to be all right <laughs> it doesn't work like that. you're not going to unravel years yeah. and years of, of conditioning uh without doing years and years of work to uncondition and recondition um yourself so persistence obviously is important patience but again faith um yeah, I really like thinking about the human brain kind of like a computer, you know, the software you think about it, thoughts that you think are software and if you can program yourself, um, part of it stops by, there starts with limiting how many negative inputs are coming into that computer, right? Um, that's always a big one. But, you know, just to touch on the human aura, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people are like, oh, is it real? Is it, is, is it fake? I've heard other names for it, like the bios, biosphere or something like that. Um, if you think about it, you know, um, that the heart generates electricity. And whenever there's electricity, there's uh, like a magnetic force, right? And they say it goes out to about six feet away from your body. And uh, I was actually listening to a really interesting podcast. This woman does sound healing. <laughs> like, I don't know why I would be listening to it, but it was just interesting. I found it. And uh, she can tell she has like a tuning fork and she puts it, she starts like six feet away from you and starts moving closer. And she can kind of tell like, oh, based on that sound, that was, you got in a car crash. Oh, this sound is a traumatic experience you had as a kid. Uh, the farther out, it basically what they thought is the memory our memories aren't stored in our brain our theory is it's stored in our, our biosphere it, this magnetic energy and, and that there's, there's science behind storing uh so of course i suppose that's similar to bio bioenergetics then because uh bioenergetics uh, i think that's the right word i might, might be saying that wrong but that theory is that the trauma is stored in in, in your body so when you've got backache or when you've got neck ache or leg ache or anything like that, that's trauma stored in your body. Um, and yeah. I don't know, have you heard of Elliot Hulse? Yeah, oh yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, he obviously I saw a few of his videos and, he, and if you see some of the exercises he does to release that trauma, 
you think he's an absolute madman, but <laughs> I, I can see how, no. how I would try. I did try some of it a little bit, um, but I didn't get too deep into it. But some of those um, exercises are, are absolutely crazy. And um, I mean, he's got one where uh, I can't remember. I think it's like a six stage process where you, you get up and you start shouting and screaming at the top of your lungs and, you know, you shake your body and then you kind of drop down. Uh, and um, I went, have, you, have you heard of London Reel? Yeah, London Reel. So I went to one of their summits, London Reel Summit, before the lockdown. Um, and obviously there's a few hundred, probably a thousand people there. And he made everybody do it in, in that in that audience. And uh, oh, wow. it, it literally does change the energy of the room. Um, you know, if everybody's in this... Obviously, better? Yeah, obviously everybody's more charged. So it's like, it's like, you know, when you go to a football stadium, so, you know, um, yeah. or a concert or whatever, you know, if... If the atmosphere is dead, it's because everybody's can't be asked, can't be bothered. You've got that lazy attitude. But if everyone's like ah crazy, going crazy, then it's infectious and it goes around. And it just goes to show that you know every human being is an energy charge. And then you connect with other energies, you're going to create an even more powerful energy, which again goes, uh, which is similar to the concept of prayer in congregation. So um, obviously, you go to church, you go to the synagogue, you go to the mosque. The whole point is praying with other people um and for me that's because obviously you can pray individually that's great that's just your energy source but especially in islam if you've ever seen the islamic prayer you know everybody's lined up in one uh you know in one row obviously as far you can go into that row um and, and they're all praying together they're all kneeling together they're all bowing down together and the whole point of that is to show that everybody's equal mm. but on the spiritual side for me it's because everybody's got their own energy and collectively, you're building all of that energy source and you're focusing it on the one God. Um, right. And, 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 you know, so obviously that's how positive energy works and negative energy works in the same way, which is why you've got so much negative news and you've got so much negative articles and, and negative programming and whatnot, because the more powerful the negative programming, the more powerful it will become. And, and then, you know, the more people you've got living in fear, in anxiety, in stress, um, it's going to create a more negative energy, which is a yeah. lot more powerful. Um, and, you know, not to sound too conspiracy theories, but, you know, I think all of that is deliberate because being negative is profitable. You know, people who are stressed out, they're profitable because they're going to buy pills. People who are insecure, anxious, they're going to buy things to try and get rid of those insecurities. Whereas those who are happy, content, positive, you're, you're not going to. a lot harder to sell them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lot harder to control people who aren't afraid. Exactly. Which, you know, um, won't get too much into it, but this is what COVID and the virus has done to a lot of people. And there's just some crazy things happening out there because of it. Um, but I suppose that's yeah. a conversation for another day. <laughs> well, you, you you must be able to talk about it now that you've had it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't really publicly talked about it, um, but yeah, I, I got it um, a few weeks ago and you know, it's, it's, it's real. Obviously, there's a, a real virus out there. It's, it's bad. It affects you in so many different ways. I mean, the, the amount of ways it impacts you, it just makes you think that this is not a natural virus. Uh, I mean, I, I do, obviously, this is going to be a bit controversial, but for me, it's, there's no doubt it was created in a, in a lab because there is no way anything natural would cause that many problems in such a short period of time. Um, but having said that, I, I also do believe it's... Uh, it's almost like a, a mirror. You know, if you are in a positive state, if you are healthy and you're exercising and you're eating right and you're, you're spiritually, you know, well, you are not going to feel the effects as much as somebody who's in a negative state of mind and somebody who's got a, a rubbish diet, somebody who's not exercising. Um, and, and before I got COVID, uh, before I got it, I was in that state of, you know, I, the gyms have closed. I started eating rubbish. I, I wasn't training at all and I was pretty much in the dumps. However, had I been in the same state when I was doing 75 hard, I can guarantee it, it would have lasted a few hours at max uh, or one night. Um, because I did get it when I did 75 hard, I did get ill. And now, obviously, I don't know if it was, I don't think, I think it was just a normal, fe- uh, normal flu. But anytime I've had a normal flu in the last five to 10 years, it's lasted three or four days. But when I was doing 75 hard, it literally lasted a few hours, one day maximum. And that's because the 
um, the mindset I was in, the energy I was in, you know, I was exercising, I was eating right, I was drinking a lot of water, I was going for walks, uh, and I was just, you know, on a high, a, a real high, and uh, it's almost like, you know, I felt, yeah. I felt unstoppable, um, and then if you're in that state, you know, it's going to be, you know, you're not going to be that affected by any illness, because, well, which, which is common sense, you know, the whole point is to eat right, exercise yeah. these are all basic, it's probably the biggest one honestly we which we don't do food. <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah. you know um obviously there's a lot to be said about the so with, with obviously the virus you know it's a real thing you know if you get it you have to absolutely take precautions um and if you know somebody who's got it you know you have to support them because it, it does destroy you emotionally and spiritually like you know, um, my rule was broken at, at certain points. So, you know, you need to help those people, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally as well. But the response to obviously I've recovered, I'm fully recovered, and, you know, praise to God. Um, and most people do recover. Um, but the response to it, like the the fear they've induced, the, you know, every, every time something, there's positive news, there's negative news, which is even worse. And it's all clickbait headlines, like new mutant virus or, you know, this many people have died. And, you know, the whole thing, it yeah. just stinks. Like, for example, I was reading one of the UK government websites the other day. Um, and First mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the official website. And, and uh. what, what it said on there was, God forbid, if I was to pass away in the next 60 days or 60 days after covid's gone away right even if i was got hit by a car or even if uh, you know any freak accident An asteroid hits you yeah <laughs> hits me because it's within the 60 day period of me having it i my death would be classified as a covid death and that's just wrong yeah yeah <laughs> you, that's... Know? you know so you're, you're deliberately manipulating the figures but to go back to you know you're generating this uh, this environment of fear of panic of stress of loneliness, of isolation, and it's working. Um, and, you know, people see the, obviously that's the effect on the individual, but they don't, you know, you've got to also look at the impact that it's had on, on the religious and spiritual side, because with lockdowns, you can't go to the church, you can't go to the synagogue, you can't go to the mosque to congregate uh, in groups. And, and uh, you know, you take a look at the spiritual places around the world. So Mecca for obviously the, the, the Muslims, you, you constantly have millions of people going around the, the Kaaba and that's a strong spiritual force, a strong spiritual energy. Same with the holy places in Jerusalem and you know the, the Christian places. Now, if you've got lockdown and all of that energy is just stopped, you're just giving free yeah. reign then to the negative energy to just take over, which is what's happened and which is why a lot more people are now feeling lonely and isolated and anxious but yeah so i mean uh, i could go on uh, <laughs> talking about it but you know my um i'd probably be considered selfish and uh, killing grandmothers killing very grandmothers yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know like you think of the things that make people healthy yeah there's diet and nutrition all nutrition is the same thing exercise but Human contact is 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 another big, you know. It's huge, yeah. If I if I didn't if I just lived alone, I I didn't live with my girlfriend. Like, jeez, uh, it would it yeah. would have been rough. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what what uh, hormone it is, but you know, when you hug and kiss, you obviously your children. Oxytocin. Your partners, yeah, yeah. So it releases this hormone, which has so many benefits. Um, yeah. And you know, you're restricting that. So, but you know, it's funny that obviously you know you're saying lockdown you're closing all these businesses but the, the fast food joints are open the gyms are closed but the fast food joints are open uh all the yeah. unhealthy things are open but anything that's good alcohol you, you can yeah. buy tons of booze <laughs> cigarettes and weed and here in canada you've got to wear masks and masks still works now you've got to wear double masks double triple masks and, and, and god knows yeah. what so it's, it's just all panic driven fear um and obviously you need that to sell the the vaccine <laughs> so which people are gobbling up and then the vaccine passports come it's just a vaccine it's just a passport it's just two weeks quarantine it's just a lockdown these just, just an adding, anal swab <laughs> yeah it's just adding up now so um but yeah hey, well we'll see i mean if you go obviously i i, I read a lot of the uh, the religious books and the spiritual books but 
um, they're calling it the great the conspiracy theories. Well, although it's not a conspiracy theory, they are calling it the Great Reset, which is the uh, the World Health Organization. They're the ones that are saying it's the Great Reset. So Klaus Schwab, mate. Yeah, Klaus Schwab. Schwab there you go. So you know yeah. they're calling it the Great Reset. But in the the for the religious people that study end times, you know they think it's 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 the end times, um, and this is a big part of the end times. And then the people who are not religious but are spiritual the new age of religion kind of thing they they they're seeing this as the great awakening so this is needed to get to this next stage of spiritual evolution which i suppose we can talk about maybe in the next episode as we wrap this one up but yeah so what's happening what now is the next the, stage of yeah so what's happening now is it's probably more a spiritual war than it is a physical battle between a a, a virus um, and what ideas? Of, yeah, and a lot of people are feeling that way, which I'm, I'm sure we can discuss on possibly the next episode if people are interested. Which yeah, which is the call. Or we can talk about aliens and yeah, aliens. Uh, so you know, um, if you enjoyed stuff. this episode, you know, let us know. Let us know what you enjoyed, what you didn't like. If there's anything you want us to discuss in the future, hit either Ben or myself up. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let Ben. How can they contact you? And where can they reach you? Um, pretty easy to find. Um, I think I, I've made all my social media accounts the same. It's Ben W. Burn, B-Y-R-N-E. Um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, probably send me... Oh, no. Don't send me an email, actually, but <laughs> you, you can find me on there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're both on pretty much all the platforms. So send us a message. Or just drop it in the comments or whatever um and you know we'll be happy to discuss and you know even if somebody else wants to come in and join in on this conversation you know um, i'm sure ben's not opposed to that idea so yeah, yeah if you are interested in any of these topics which are not mainstream whether it's spirituality aliens mindset whatever it is um i suppose you know we haven't talked about the quantum field and joe Dispenza, which i know both of us are uh, interested in, in in that arena so if any of these topics are something you've got something to add value to or you just want to have a say here's up and you know we'll 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 be happy to bring you on and um, bring you into the conversation sounds good to me great any any last words or any last words of motivation or some mindset advice to people oh god <laughs> just do it <laughs> just i don't i don't have anything <laughs> cool i did not prepare well, anything We'll, uh, we'll leave it for there. So uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. See you later. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review. Please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in. Now go out and attack your Minotaur.